book of the Bible, turn to the left, you'll find Revelation, then the book of Jude, and then you'll find the third epistle of John, the third letter of John. Third letter of John. Third letter of John. The elder unto the well-beloved Gaius, whom I love in the truth. Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prospereth. Last Sunday, I preached on a prosperous new year. This Sunday, I want to finish off by preaching on a healthy lifestyle. According to the Word of God, what is a healthy, having good health? What's it like to have, according to the Word of God, what's it like, to, what should you do to have good health? Uh, Brother Daryl, do you mind praying over this sermon, please, bro? Yes, Lord, move. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. You know, they say health is wealth. Health is wealth. You know, I preached on prosperity last Sunday and how to have a prosperous new year and it. Prosperity in the Bible equals success, so it doesn't necessarily mean you know, lots of goods, a bigger house, a bigger mansion, or anything like that. It's about just being successful, and I showed you the seven steps to success. And this morning, I want to preach on health as wealth, healthy living, how to have a healthy new year. We're going to look at three things. We're going to look at the, to have a healthy lifestyle. We're going to look at the attitude for a healthy lifestyle. We're going to look at the diet for a healthy lifestyle. We're going to look at the exercise. Exercise for any any kind of healthy lifestyle, you got to have an attitude. You got to have the right attitude. You got to have the right diet, and you got to have the right exercise. Let's look at the attitude first. The attitude for a healthy lifestyle. Follow along with me. First Timothy chapter four. First Timothy chapter four. We're going to see what the Word of God says about health and what uh, what you should think about when it comes to health. First Timothy chapter four. First Timothy chapter four, verse eight. Health is wealth. Now, if you don't want to turn to these scriptures, I'm going to go through about seven different scriptures this morning. Just if you want to write them down, or if you want to get with me after the service, I could give them to you. And, uh, but I want to help you. I want to help you through the Word of God to show you what the Word of God has to say about, about health and about your body. And we put a lot of importance on our bodies. And uh, you, know the God, you know what God thinks about your body? He's going to put it in the ground and let the worms eat it. That's what He thinks about this body. But He's going to give you a new body. This, body. this body you're living in right now is not going to be in heaven. Praise God. I, mean, I got a lot of good amens for that. Yeah. Yeah, praise God we're not taking up these, these banged up knees, these bad backs, these, uh, uh, when I'm going to have hair up in heaven, praise God. I mean, there's some things that uh, I'm just glad God's going to give me a new body. Uh, but 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. Let's look at a, the attitude, the attitude for a healthy living. Verse 8, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. For bodily exercise profited this little... But godliness is profitable unto all things, having promise of the life that now is and of, the which, of that which is to come. What he just said is, hey, exercising your body, it profits a little bit, but really what you want to be profitable of and what profits more than anything is to live a godly life, is to live a godly life. It not only profits you right here in the, in the life you're living now, he says, having promise of the life that now is, but also of that which is to come, but all the godliness you're doing, the godly life you're living, will benefit you up in heaven when you'll get those rewards. You know, real help for healthy living is in your diet and your eating habits. 
Let me say that again. Real help. You want real help for your, to have, live a healthy life. It's in your diet, in your eating habits. It's not in your exercise. It's not, it's gonna be, it's not as much in your exercise. Where people make the mistake of, uh, and I've lost some weight. I lost about 50 pounds uh, when I got too fat and uh, happy and sassy. I had to lose weight so I'd be miserable and tired all the time. So uh, I lost weight uh, for, for, for health reasons, for my diabetes, and I lost some weight. But I'm telling you, and I know this, I'd read about it, I heard about it, but the, the truth is, is uh, that you're exor- uh, eating, you lose weight, you lose weight at the table and you get in shape in the gym. You're going to lose weight at the table and you're going to get in shape at the gym. What I mean by that is, you want to lose weight, diet is, dieting is the way you're going to lose weight. It's not going out there and I'm going to walk 40 miles, I'm going to do all that. that, that's, that that's not how you're going to lose weight, that's how you're going to get in shape. You'll, 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 you'll lose a little bit of weight. Do it. Let, me, let me give you the scientific data, because some of y'all are doubting that. <laughs> so like, no, if I just get in the gym and run, 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 because it's all those New Year resolutions. And then the, gyms, the gym membership goes up, and then about you know, uh, February, March, it all goes back down. Because no, It's just torture. Exercise is self-torture. If I can get an amen for that, praise God, I got an amen for that. Exercise is self-torture. It is self-torture. Exercise is just a form of physical repentance. Exercise is just kind of like a form of, of physical repentance. What I mean by that is, if the, the scientific fact is, when you eat a Snicker bar, most of us like any kind of chocolate in here, amen. That's a, from the Lord. God gave us chocolate to enjoy. A, a, a Snicker bar is around 250 calories. 250 calories. For you to get rid of that 250 calories, you would have to go jogging for 30 minutes. Now, some of y'all, when you heard me say jogging, you automatically thought, I could walk for 30 minutes. No. Walking is 50 minutes. Go walk for about an hour for that one chocolate bar you ate to burn off those calories. You see where I'm going with this? You don't stand a chance. You don't stand a chance. To, to get healthy that way physically, it's going to happen through your diet and what you eat. It's not going to happen through... Uh, not, not as much through your exercise. Exercise is just a form of physical repentance for what you've eaten. It's like you eat the snack bar, you eat the candy bar, and then you're going to walk it off, you're going to run it off. Uh, isn't it just a hundred times better just not to do it in the first place? What I'm saying about that is, is we know we serve a graceful God, amen? amen? And we know we approach God who sits on the throne of grace. And we know when we do those sins, we can go to God and ask Him to forgive us and we approach the throne of grace. But isn't it a thousand times better never have to approach the throne of grace? Just don't do it in the first place? Uh, that, that's pretty much where we're at. That's pretty much where we're at. You lose weight at the table and you get shape in the gym. I want to show out, I'm going to show you in this point here that uh, exercise profits you little, but godliness is profitable in all things. So the first thing I want to show you too about the attitude for a healthy life is don't focus as much on the, on, on the physical. We want to focus on the spiritual. Look at Psalms chapter 43. Psalms chapter 43. Let's go to the next one. Psalms 43. So that we want to have the attitude for a healthy lifestyle. The attitude for a healthy lifestyle. If we're going to find that in Psalms chapter 43. Psalms 43. First off, we found out the exercise prophecy you little. This is Bible, right? I read the Bible to you. I didn't just pop off. Exercise profits you little, but godliness profits all things. So 
uh, we're going as we go through this service and go through this uh, this teaching, this preaching, you'll see the word of God open that up to you. Look at uh, Psalms chapter forty three. Psalms chapter forty three. Let's skip down to verse verse five. Why art thou cast? Why art thou cast down, O my soul? And why art thou disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise Him, who is the health of my countenance and my God. We never, need to never, ever forget that God is in control of your health. You need to never, ever forget that God is in control of your health. Now, I know it's a, a room full of Christians like this that y'all understand that. Y'all understand that God's in control of my health because we all get sick in here. We all deal with illnesses. And when we do, we go to God for, for healing. But we need to remember that when we get up in the morning, and, most, and everyone of y'all in here got up this morning and had the health to come in here to church, did everybody in this morning, this morning, in this room this morning thank God for that health? Lord, just thank you for the health to get out of bed. Lord, thank you for the health to be able to walk to church or get in the car and drive to church. Thank you for the health, Lord. Because you know what? There's a lot of Christians that are sitting in a hospital this morning that would do anything to be in church this morning, and they can't be. We need to always remember that God is, in your, is your health and your countenance. For I shall yet praise Him, talking about the Lord God, who is the health of my countenance and my God. Just because you have a disease doesn't mean you can't live a healthy lifestyle. Just because you have a disease doesn't mean you can't live a healthy lifestyle. Some of y'all don't get that. And some of y'all are never going to get that. And you young ones will never get it until you get older. But the truth is, is you might be the healthiest person in this room. And you're still going to die. <laughs> you could, and I've said this a lot when it comes to Jesus' healing. These people you've seen Jesus heal in the Bible, miraculous healings where they were jumping up and, you know, couldn't walk all their life, and all of a sudden God, Jesus heals them, and boom, they're walking up and jumping and leaping and praising God. And you know what happened to them? They all died. So you can live the healthiest lifestyle you want. You can eat the best stuff you can eat. You can eat all your veggies and your broccoli and all that stuff that's nasty and don't taste good. You're still going to die. You're still going to die. You're still going to kick the bucket. And I'm not trying to be mean to you. I know it's, it's important to, li to live a healthy lifestyle to, to do what's right, but you need to keep, to keep perspective that you, you might have a disease, you might be physically unhealthy, but you can still be healthy spiritually. God gives you your countenance. Who is the health, the health of my countenance? You know, uh, y'all remember that old group, old country group called uh, the Old Dogs? Had Waylon Jennings and... Uh, Mel Tillis and Bobby Bear and I think Jerry Reed in it. Y'all remember that group? The old dogs? Some of y'all are like, no. You old people remember the old dogs. They sang a song, they sang a song, You're Still Gonna Die. Y'all remember that song? That's one of my favorites. Okay, let me, read, let me read you some of the lyrics. So you're taking better care of your body, becoming more aware of your body, responding to your body's needs. Everything you hear and read about diets, nutrition, and sleeping position and detoxifying your system and buying machines that they advertise to help you exercise, herbs to revitalize you, and if you're traumatized, soaps that will sanitize, sprays to deodorize, liquid to neutralize acids and pesticides, free weights to maximize your strength and muscle size, shots that will immunize, 
feels to, pills to re-energize you. But remember that for all your pain and gain, eventually the story ends the same. You're still going to die. <laughs> it's a good song. You can even give aerobics one more try, but when the music stops playing, you're still going to die. Amen. Nothing, there's never been a more truthful song ever did. You know, uh, we, think about, we think that if you're not healthy, then you can't be happy. That's a lie straight out of hell. That if you're not perfectly healthy, you can't be happy. A majority of the songs that are in our hymn book were written by a lady named Fanny Crosby who was blind from birth. Paul that wrote 13 books of the New Testament, he was half blind, crippled, hunchback old man that had been beat and whipped to the inch of his life. Very, very unhealthy. They said when Paul showed up, his eyes were real, real weepy and just oozy from when God struck him down on the road to Damascus. And he had to wear a little bonnet to keep the sun out of his eyes because it hurt him. And he's all hunched back from being beaten, whipped, and stoned and left for dead. And you know when you read God, uh, Paul's letters, he's praising God. You'd think he was the healthiest guy alive. Guys, it all, it's all to do with your attitude spiritually. Look at Proverbs chapter 3. Let's, let's work off of that. Proverbs, go to the right, Proverbs chapter 3. Let's, let's go to the book of Proverbs for a little while. The book of Proverbs has a lot to say about your health. We're talking about the attitude to have. What attitude to have is exercise doesn't help a lot, but godliness is profitable for all things. God is the health, your health and countenance. It's all about God. God's in control of it. And the third thing we want to look at here in Proverbs chapter 3 Verse 7. Look at Proverbs chapter 3, verse 7. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and morrow to thy bones. Amen. Let me say this, and this is important, and don't take it wrong, and I'll explain myself after I say this, but I want you to hear me. Your spiritual health can affect your physical health. Your spiritual health can directly relate to your physical health. Now, let me, put a, let me put a little side note on that. Let me put a little asterisk on that. Just because you're physically hurting doesn't mean that you're spiritually not right. Amen. Did I not just say that Paul was one of the most unhealthy persons in the New Testament? And he was one of the healthiest Christians you'd ever meet. But your spiritual health can directly, uh, directly affect your physical health. Y'all know it. Y'all people, know people that are not living the right life? Y'all know people who are not living, doing things that they're not supposed to do? Are they very healthy? No. They're not very, they don't look very healthy either, do they? That, it, it's, it's just common sense, but we don't think about it much. And the Bible says here in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 7, Be not wise in thine own eyes. There's three things here. There's three ingredients here. That, so that in verse 8 it says, It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bones. You want to have a healthy body? It says there in verse 7, Be not wise in thine own eyes. Humble yourself. Talked about that in Sunday school. Humble yourself. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Don't be, don't, be, uh, don't be smarter than you really are. Just humble yourself. Look at the second one. Fear the Lord. There's a second ingredient. Just fear the Lord. And thirdly, depart from evil. If you can keep yourself from sinning, keep out of sin, you're going to help yourself on the other side of a healthy lifestyle a lot. 
Amen. A, 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 a lot. Any doctor, any doctor, any doctor, any doctor will tell you when they diagnose you with something that's horrible, they're going to tell you, your attitude's going to affect this. You need to keep a positive attitude. If you don't keep a positive attitude, the key to this is a positive attitude. I've seen people have been diagnosed with certain things, certain cancers, and they die real quick. And I think some of it is, you wonder, they just get, they just get down, they get negative, and it's, that's it. Sister Colleen, when she was diagnosed with a brain tumor in here, she lived for years and years and years. And they diagnosed her to live, what, six months? And she lived for years and years and years. She had a great attitude. Praise God. Your spiritual health can affect your physical health. Let's move on to the next one. Let's move on to the diet, the diet for healthy living. Look at Proverbs chapter 4. Look at Proverbs chapter 4. You won't have to turn far for this one. The diet for healthy living. We looked at the attitude. Now let's skip, let's skip to the diet. That's the attitude we need to have. Here's the diet for a healthy living. Look at Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. The Word of God says here, My son... Attend to my words, incline thy ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine, from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health, health to all their flesh. Directly talking about your flesh this morning. What is it? What is the diet of my words and my sayings? A steady diet of God's words. You want to have a, live a healthy lifestyle? You want to have a healthy life? Have a steady diet of God's words. I know you say, man, it seems like every Sunday you preach on God's words. They're that important. Especially the new year. Hey, it's not too late to start reading God's word. You can start this morning. You need to have a steady, a steady, and I mean a steady diet of God's words. What's the saying they have? You are what you eat. Amen. We know that. I just talked about that. Really what affects your physical health is more what you're putting in your mouth and not what you're doing with your body. You are what you eat. Are you eating a lot of God's words? Read them. It says, let them not depart from thine eyes. You need to read them. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. Not only just read it, memorize it. Think on it. Meditate on it. Let God's word be a big part of your life. And you're promised there, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Now, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to step out on some uh, plank and tell you that if you'll read God's words, you'll never get unhealthy, you'll never catch a cold, you'll never, I'm not telling you that. But I am telling you, there's some promises in there that we don't take serious enough. If you go to the doctor, and you're, and, you're, and you're having some kind of illness, sometimes what will the doctor tell you? You need to take more vitamin C, right? Or you're deficient in vitamin D. Or you're deficient in vitamin E. And you need to take this vitamin. You need to, in other words, you're not consuming enough of what you need. Christian, a lot of times when you look at your spiritual life, so what's wrong, what's going on? You're not getting enough of what God wants you to have. You're not getting the vitamins and minerals God gives you spiritually through His Word. You are what you eat. You need to consume them. And I, I have here a steady diet of God's words. Think about it. If you're only getting God's words Sunday morning 
and Wednesday night, you're not getting enough. It's just, okay, we're, we're, we know it's equating it to food right there. It's equating it to food. Listen, do you only eat Sunday morning and Wednesday night? Is that the only time you're eating in here? Some of y'all don't look that way. I'm not trying to be mean. Y'all look like y'all are eating more than just Sunday morning and Wednesday night. I sure am. You see where I'm going with this? You need to feed yourself. You need to have a steady diet of feeding yourself, of God's words. Get a, be disciplined. It takes discipline. You're going to have to shut the TV down. You have to turn the, TV, to turn the phone off. You're going to have to find a quiet time. You find a place between with you and God and God's words and read it. And here I'm telling you, I promise you, if you'll find a time, discipline yourself. Make it 15, 20 minutes. That's all you need to you and God. Get alone. Read your Bible. Take 15, 20 minutes to read your Bible. Pray a little bit. Say, Lord, show me your word. Just, just bless me, Lord, as I read your word. Just read God's word. You'll be amazed. You'll come back to me. I promise you won't come back to me and say, I'm disappointed. Nothing's happening in my life. I promise you. I promise you. This is a promise because God gives us the promise, and I've lived it this way for 30 years in my Christian life. When I read my Bible, and I'm steady reading my Bible, I'm disciplined in it, man, I just I feel better. I feel healthier. Not only spiritually, but I'll be honest with you, sometimes I feel healthier physically. I don't, and when physically also means mentally. Right? Yeah. That, yeah, like you can be not eating right and your mind not work right. Your brain be foggy. You, you, know, you, just, you got too much caffeine and it, it does things to your brain. That word of God straightens you out. A lot of y'all know Brother Ingesath. Comes in, does the clay potter ministry. I've had him in multiple times. But does a, makes the clay pottery as he's preaching and everything. One time he told me a testimony that he was reading through Chronicles. <laughs> and he was reading through Chronicles. And you, if you've been through Chronicles, you know what I'm about to say. It's nothing but lists of names. And they're all, it's not like John, Dick, and Harry names. Right? It's all the names none of us in here can pronounce. And he said, man, I was trying to do a Sudoku puzzle. Uh, uh, whatever, and he said, I was trying to do it, and I couldn't get it, it was real hard, and he said, and I, so I put it down, he said, well, I'm going to go do my Bible reading, and that, at that time, it was that Chronicles, so he goes, I'm reading through Chronicles, and I'm torturing myself, I'm reading through all this Chronicles, and then I got done with my Bible reading, he said, well, I'll go back to that puzzle, he goes, I picked that thing up, and just went, and he's convinced that God's word did something to his brain, and reset it, and, and you know, so what he would do, every time we had big tests up in Pensacola, like Greek tests and stuff, he would go and read chapters of Chronicles with all those names. He was convinced those names were doing something to realign his brain. <laughs> you know what? We're laughing about it, but I, I, don't, I don't know, man. I've seen it. I've seen God's Word work on people. I've seen God's work in my own life. You need a steady diet of God's Word. Look at, uh, look at verse 10. Proverbs, 10, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 10. Hear, O oh my, look at down, go back down to verse 10. Hear, O oh my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. Wow, that's a promise. Amen. Listening to God's words, taking God's words seriously, says that the years of thy life shall be many. Go back to chapter 3. Go back to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1. Look at these promises in here. These promises are about the words of God. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 1. My son, forget not my law. Forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments. Look at this verse 2. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Some promises with this word of God. That's why I get up here and seem like every Sunday and say, are you reading your Bible? Are you reading your Bible? The word of God, the word of God, the word of God. 
That's, there's reasons why that is. Let, let's go down. Let's move on to the next one. Proverbs 16. Proverbs 16. I need to start getting on. Proverbs 16. Let's move on to the next one. They're talking about the diet, the diet for healthy living. The diet for healthy living. Proverbs 16, verse 24. You can find verse 24. Proverbs 16, verse 24. Pleasant words are as an pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet to the soul, and look, health to the bones. You need to watch what you hear men say. You need to watch what you hear men say. Good words are health to the bones. Bad words are like poison. You need to hear. You, you need to really guard what you're listening to on the radio or through YouTube or however you do whatever you're doing through podcasting or uh, I don't know TV whatever. You need to really be careful what words you're hearing because the words you're hearing, good godly conversation with good godly Christians. Why it's so important to be around God's people. Good godly Christians, good godly conversation is good for your health. Pleasant words are as a honeycomb, sweet, look this, sweet to the soul and health, health to the bones. Not this isn't just God's words, this is y'all's words. So having that, those words that are sweet, having those words that are kind, having those good godly conversations, those are very important to have because you're not only, it's not only healthy for you, but you're helping other people to be healthy. It's a total, flips to the total opposite. Look at Proverbs 12. It's the, the, the flip side of that corn is found in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 18. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 18. Watch, you, watch what you hear men say. Watch what you say. Look at Proverbs 12, verse 18. There is, there is that speaketh like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise is, look at that word, health. There it is again. But the there is that speaketh like the piercings of a sword. You ever heard somebody say, their words cut me? You ever heard somebody say that? that? Their words cut me like a knife? That's straight out of the Bible. Negative words can be a poison. Just like you would guard, if you're on a diet, amen, a healthy diet, just like if you're on a healthy diet, you would guard what goes into your mouth. Right? You say, well, I, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to eat that. I know that's not good for me. I'm not going to have that 15 pounds of chocolate right now. You know, and That 14, 14 pieces of, of pumpkin pie, I'm going to try to cut that out. You know, <laughs> See, maybe this is really hitting. I'm about to go to my doctor this week after, <laughs> after living like the devil for three months. I mean, I have not eaten like a diabetic. I can tell you, if you ever catch diabetes, you ever get diabetes or find out you're a diabetic, don't tell no one. Because what they do is they judge you. Is that good for your diabetes? No, it's not. Shut up. I'm going to keep eating this. <laughs> you know? But they, they, they judge you. They, they try to take care of you. Like, Shut up. No, this ain't good for me. Negative words are like poison. And just like we guard our mouths and we say, no, I can't eat that. We need to guard our ears and say, I can't hear that. That foul language, that nastiness. I'm only speaking for myself, but I grew up cussing like a sailor. And I cannot be around people cussing. I mean, that, that's your prerogative. You have a right to cuss, say whatever you want to say, right? We're a free country. God gives us free will. But when I hear you cussing, you know what happens? I want to cuss. It's amazing how I can be around cussers and th that word will come out of my mouth. It's poison. But when I'm around good, godly people and I hear good, godly people talking, 
It's amazing how you start talking like good, godly people. It's, it's health to your bones. It's health to your bones. Let's, let's move along. Let's move along. Look, Isaiah 58. Isaiah 58. Let's move along. You see, that's important. Watch what you hear, watch what you say. Healthy living. Healthy living. I know this is kind of a shotgun. I'm giving it to, or a machine gun. I'm giving it to you pretty fast this morning, but uh, just, just meditate on some of this stuff. Now we're going we're gonna to switch gears for the last couple, and we'll close. And the last couple, we're going to talk about the exercise. Exercise you need to have for healthy living. We talked about the attitude you need to have. We talked about the diet you need to have. Now we're going to talk about the exercise you need to have. Look at verse 6, Isaiah 58. Isaiah 58, verse 6. Now, the context of this is that Israel had been fasting. Fasting, of course, cutting out food, not eating, just drinking some water. And they would fast to God to try to get their flesh under control. And that's kind of what we're talking about here. This is kind of a healthy thing. You know, you're worried about your diet, your, your, your diet's a certain way. And you say, well, here's the truth of it, verse 6. He says, let me, this is God speaking to Israel. Is not this the fast that I have chosen? This is what I've chosen. To loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke? Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry, and that thou bring the poor that are cast out to thy house? When thou seest the naked, that thou cover him, and that thou hide not thyself from thine own flesh? He says, this is the things I want you to do. You fast and you think, I'm just going to stop eating food. And that's going to make me right with God. And God says, is this not the fast I want? Now, I just listed seven of those things. You notice all those are works. Those are works that they should be doing. And God finishes in verse 8 and switch. And look what he says in verse 8. Then, if you do, all, if you do those things, then shall thy light break forth as a morning. You'll have good countenance. You'll have a good look to you. And thine health, thine health shall spring forth speedily. You have better health. And thy righteousness shall go before thee. People will know that you're, you're a good person. The glory of the Lord shall be thy rear reward. Meaning he'll be your guard. He'll, be, he'll follow you behind you. That's what that word means. But notice that those works are directly tied to good health. The exercise you need to remember is doing good works Brings good health. It's kind of common sense when you meditate on it. Uh, I tell you what, old brother, uh, brother Eubanks. That was a man. He didn't eat anything right. He didn't eat anything right. But that old man would fly over to Africa, the deepest parts over there in Africa, and serve God, and come back over here. And me and Ronnie would talk about it. And he's an old man. Me and Ronnie would talk about that. It's like, man, how's God? How's he going? He keeps on going like that. Well, the truth was, I think God kept him going and gave him good health because he was doing good works. If you're doing something for the Lord, doesn't it make sense that if you're doing something for the Lord, the Lord will be more inclined to keep you, your body going so you can keep doing those things? If you're not doing anything for God and you're not doing anything for the Lord God or, or any kind of fruit, it, why should he keep you in good health going? I'm talking to Christians. So the key to this of exercise is doing good works brings good health. We worry about getting in our walks. We worry about 30 minutes on the treadmill. We should uh, really worry about have we done something good for God today. 
instead of worrying about our treadmill and worried about our walks. And I, I love walking. I love going for walks. I've talked to the sister. Walk, I really believe, uh, like we were saying, you, you use it or you lose it. You better stay. You need to be active. But just like you need to be active, say, I, mean, I need to make sure I do my walk. I need to make sure I get my walk in today or whatever it is. Have you done, it? Have you done your good works for God today? That's just as important for your health as doing that walk or the treadmill or whatever plan you have. Let's turn to Psalm 67 and close. Psalm 67. We're closing. This is the last one. Psalm 67. God has a lot to say about our health. And the world, how does the world turn it? The world says it's all about exercise, isn't it? Work, work, lift weights, walk. And, you know, you can turn on just about any time of the day you turn on TV and they got some exercise machine. Buy this exercise machine, $99, four easy installments of $99. And then they start telling you it's $99, four easy installments of $99. Buy this big exercise machine so you can sit in the corner of your room and you never use it. You know, that's what they don't tell you. But when you look in the Bible about health, God has a lot more different things. He doesn't put such a focus on your physical but on your spiritual. Look at Psalm 67, verse 1 and 2. Let's close. God be merciful to us and bless us and cause His face to shine upon us. Amen. Amen. That's what we all want. That thy way may be known. What's the way? Well, Jesus Christ is the way, right? Upon the earth, thy saving health among all nations. We need to pray for good health we need to live a healthy lifestyle so we can keep getting the good news out. See, in closing, I want to point this out. I don't know what your health status is like. Some of us are in, in not as in good a health as others. But of course, we're all going to die, amen. But true health, true health can only be found in Jesus Christ. And true, real true health is eternal life. Right? Ponce de Leon. We're going to go find the fountain of youth. And we're going to find the fountain of youth. And you get into this fountain and drink it or bathe in it and you'll live forever. You know, when I was young, that sounded like a great thing. But now that I'm in my 50s, I, I hear that and I'm like, I want to live on this earth forever? Now, you can keep biting and all that. I, 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 I'm done, you know. I'm really done with the LBGQT. I'm done with all this nonsense in the world. I don't want to live here much longer like that. I want to live, but I don't want to live in this world. And I'm so thankful to the Lord God that he gave me new life, eternal life. And it's not eternal life down here in this trash. It's up in heaven with Jesus Christ and his holiness and his righteousness. Praise God. Praise God. Hello, friends. This is Pastor Keegan Hall of Indian Gap Baptist Church of Indian Gap, Texas. If you'd like to contact us, you can do it at IndianGapBaptist.com. On the internet, it's IndianGapBaptist.com. But I have a question for you. If you died tonight, do you know if you would go to heaven? You know, if you're not sure, let me show you a few verses out of the Bible so you can know if you have eternal life. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 13, These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life, and that you may believe on the name of the Son of God. So that verse tells us there that you can know you have eternal life. And I want to show you how you can know that. Jesus Christ talked in John chapter 3 verse 16. And most people have heard this verse. 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That's an amazing verse, of course, talking about how God gave Jesus Christ as a gift to the world. But verse 17 and 18, he went on to say something interesting. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. So the whole reason Jesus Christ came into this world was to save you and to save me and you. But in verse 18, he says something that's amazing. He says that he that believeth on him is not condemned. He's stressing a faith. It's putting your faith into Jesus Christ. But he says there in verse 18, but he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So he says you're condemned already if you haven't believed in Jesus Christ. It's not like you're going to go to heaven and you're going to stand before God and you're going to have God put your good deeds on the scale and your bad deeds on on the other side of the scale and he's going to weigh it. And if you've been a good enough person down on this earth that he'll let you into heaven. It doesn't work that way. Jesus Christ is real explicit here to say that you're condemned already. You need a savior right now. Same chapter down in verse 36, it says, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. It goes back to a believe, putting your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. But the verse continues, And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. See, it's going on right now. You need a Savior right now. You need to be saved from a devil's hell. Paul sums it up real good here in Romans chapter 10, verse 9, That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, Thou shalt be saved. It's putting your faith in Jesus Christ from the heart. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And then with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. It's very important to confess Jesus Christ because the mouth shows where the heart's at. And in verse 13 he sums it up. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So friends, as simple as just bowing your head and saying a prayer, something like this. Lord, I know I'm a sinner. I know you died on the cross for my sins. I believe you can came up from the grave and are alive right now listening to me. I invite you into my heart to save me. Please save me, Lord Jesus. Amen. If you prayed something similar to that, we'd love to hear from you. You can contact us at IndianGapBaptist.com. And God bless you. And until next time. Casting all your care. Upon him